You're listening to SA Talk, San Antonio's favorite podcast for discussions happening around and about the Alamo City. I'm Zach, your favorite retirement advisor, host of SA Talk, and founder of the San Antonio Podcast Network. Today is Monday, May 23rd, and guys, if you're listening to this on the release day, what about this weather? We've been dealing with 100-degree, triple-digit weather for the last probably couple of weeks, All of a sudden, it rains. We get some nice California-feeling weather. Um, If you're asking me, down in the 60s in the morning, up in the mid to high 80s during the day, I'm loving it. I'm sure you are. Uh, But guys, getting to the episode, of course, we have an awesome guest joining us. UTSA alumni, if I may add, Eddie Benningfield, the co-founder and executive director of the Runners Rising Project, the first NIL collective here in town supporting UTSA athletes, really the first NIL collective supporting UTSA athletes at all, not just here in town. Uh, He's going to be joining us a little bit later in the podcast. We'll get to it soon. Uh, Before that, I wanted to give you guys another reminder about my fundraising event, our fundraising event for NLC San Antonio, happening in a couple of weeks on June 8th, Wednesday, June 8th, from 6 to 8 p.m. Guys, it's going to probably last longer than 8 p.m., but it starts at 6 at Alamo Beer Company downtown, just east of downtown. They're going to have food, drinks, of course, Jenga, Connect Four, that large Jenga, large Connect Four for Cornhole. It's going to be an awesome networking opportunity if you're in the corporate world, the business world, nonprofit world, whatever industry you work in. It's going to be a great networking opportunity, not just to meet the fellows of this year, but past alumni of NLC. And of course, they're bringing some friends, family, and colleagues. Overall, just an awesome networking opportunity. You'll also get to learn more about NLC, what the organization is doing, what we've been doing this year. And then at the very least, enjoy a night out at an awesome establishment downtown. So guys, get your tickets. You can check the link in bio, whether it's on SA Pod Networks, Linktree, or my personal Linktree. I've been posting it on the podcast social media pages, as well as my personal and business social media pages. You can find it there. Tickets for single tickets are $30. You can buy two tickets for 50, so a little cheaper. And then if you are a business owner or you're in a role at an organization or business that wants to sponsor, you can also get sponsorship for the for the event. They'll promote you and your business on the website, flyers there at the event, things like that, of course. Um, but reach out if you have any questions about the event. It's going to be a lot of fun on June 8th from 6 to 8 p.m. Let's just say 6 p.m. at Alamo Beer Company. But like I said, guys, we have an awesome guest joining us, Eddie Benningfield from the Runners Rising Project. I want to get right into that interview, so let's do it. Well, welcome listeners into episode 35 of SA Talk. And uh, today we have a very special guest joining us, and Eddie Benningfield, the founder of the UTSA and I, what well, NIL collective, I guess it'd be, but the Runners Rising Project. Yes, thanks for having me on. And one of a couple founders. Um, I will not take full credit for this by any means, but uh, yeah. So yeah, thank you for having me on. Yeah, well, I'm really excited to talk about it. I'm in in the world of college athletics, especially college football, the conversation surrounding NIL and paying athletes, um, athletes getting deals has been a hot topic um, in that industry. Um, And, you know, there's been conversations about how it affects smaller schools, how it affects larger schools, things like that, what's fair, what's not fair. But, you know, before we get into that and the meat potatoes of this discussion, kind of let the listeners know a little bit about your backstory. How did this whole idea, this project come about? Yeah, so my backstory kind of with my relationship with UTSA and kind of how this started is so I'm active duty Air Force. In fact, uh, you're seeing the mess behind me. I've I just moved from uh, Laughlin Air Force Base outside of uh, Del Rio, Texas, out to uh, uh, it's uh, Riverside, New Jersey, uh, which is about 40 minute drive away from my newest assignment, which is McGuire Air Force Base, uh, kind of in the middle of uh, South Jersey, um, but. I ended up getting mixed in with one of the tailgate groups, uh, in particular the uh, the Bird Gang. Um, back, shoot the the uh, UTEP game. Uh, I drove up, I flew up to uh, El Paso, and I uh, hung out with some of those guys, and ended up getting added to uh, one of their uh, group chats. And how this conversation and really how Runners Rising started was 
bad the end of December we were talking or the group was was having a conversation about uh, NIL name image and likeness and for all for those of y'all who aren't familiar with what name image and likeness is it's essentially a uh, it's the ability for student athletes to excuse me to profit off of their name image and likeness and if you need to put a it sounds it's 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 like okay cool what is that so if you remember or the it's all like think about the heb commercials that have the spurs and kind of the old ones with tim duncan money ginobili and stuff and whoever else and those are those athletes pro be uh, utilizing their name image and likeness to get profit off of those commercials so I know running around the internet right now, there's the Frank Harris and Rashad Wisdom, I think it's McCombs Ford West kind of commercials there or little snaps that they've been doing. That those those commercials are them operating under their uh, their ability to utilize their uh, name, image, and likeness. Meet Meep Nation, uh, which is sorry, not Meet Meep Nation, um, Meet Meep Apparel, which is a brand new clothing uh clothing uh line that just came out that's kind of kind of utsa based they have a deal right now with luke malone and luke malone essentially is their brand sponsor so that is what nil is but going back to the conversation with the with bird gang and where this where this started was this nil finally became a viable thing at the end of july of 2021 right so the supreme court rules against the ncaa saying that for for years like there's there's been they've been really tied up with the amateurism piece they don't want athletes being um paid just because just for for whatever reason right which was a big reason why the the popular video game went away that everyone i don't don't know about you but that was probably like the most played game that i had i mean well if i put in the top three i mean i was especially when you could start creating a team and then eventually i think the last either the last game or the last two editions of the ncaa football game had utsa yeah um, so built in but like that's you know that was the big reason why right that it went away was because of the name image and likeness like sure, the game didn't come with the names like like Madden does, for example, or Two K right. basketball, but essentially it did because it had the numbers and so and it and it had their ethnicities for the most part. And then really, all you had to do is go download somebody's like I guess file that added the names to it. So yeah, so that's kind of funny. Um, NCAA twenty uh, football twenty thirteen I think was the first one that had uh, UTSA in it that you're not you're not doing like you're creating team and creative players and then uh, oh man I play I I played the hell out of that and then shoot I found an emulator that has uh, NCAA twenty fourteen and there's a uh, there's a community that continues to update it so you could go on I there right that. now and download. I mean I'm not saying that I you know over uh, over some time on Christmas put you know 12 to 18 hours in it straight to a game <laughs> but uh i'm not saying i didn't uh but yeah i think it's, there's it, it's cool. and I, I don't know the name of the channel but i think there's literally a channel that's doing like a like a not franchise mode i'm thinking madden but like they're doing like a campaign i guess as utsa right now like there's a yeah. youtube channel doing it and they're recording the videos and they do it but they have the uniforms updated to how the uniforms look now like it's pretty yep. crazy that people are still doing that, but it goes to show you how much people wanted that game to come back. Yeah, and and I think it's, it's uh, NCAA re- or college football revamped is what it's called, and I think the guy who does it, I want to say it's Mister Hurricane on uh, on YouTube. But um, but yeah, it's 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 super cool that like people are are people are uh, able to kind of do that and like. Technology is so fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really is. But but so a yeah. couple of years, what? Well, I guess maybe a year ago, two years ago is when no. they kind of ruled against the NCAA, right? Yeah. So it was uh, July twenty one. It was uh, the case was uh, the NCAA versus Alston. It was the twenty first of June. It was a unanimous decision, basically saying that the NCAA had to allow athletes to partake in uh, in these deals. Um, a, a really kind of key example of all this stuff that everybody's kind of familiar with, if you're at least talking to a couple different lawyers and stuff. And I, I had a uh, 
a commander who was a athlete at Southern Methodist University. He was a track track runner, and he was salty as hell about um, the uh, the death penalty that uh, SMU got back in uh, for. I think it was like giving trans ams to uh, kids or something. Have you seen that thirty for thirty on that? I I haven't. It's like is one of the good? best thirty for thirties. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, but go, man, going back. Oh, dude, I got. I'm gonna go have to. I'm gonna. I, I've got time to burn, so I'll. Uh, I'll do that. But yeah, this this guy, like he was just like you. You talk about SMU and you talk about the NCAA, and he would just go on this tirade for like 10, 15, 20 minutes about how SMU got wronged, and and arguably they did, but they got caught. I mean, I don't know. Kind of, well, and kind I of think be- about things like that. I think about things, or or like when Reggie Bush lost his Heisman, right? Yeah, like the instances like that where. It's like they were getting paid and now it probably would have been okay. You know, I'm sure they would have found ways at least. I mean, some of them, like they would have found a way to get some of these athletes paid now with the NIL rules. And it's like sad that some of these people they lost. Well, I mean, they, SMU lost probably the, they had the biggest loss, but, (laughs) but I mean, Reggie Bush lost his Heisman. I mean, they had, I think their, even their national title was technically stripped or no, maybe I had that wrong. I don't remember. I know that they, yeah, maybe, maybe both of them did. I'm not, I I'm not sure. So. I, I know and, Reggie and Bush. That's what's crazy about the, the big change is like the 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 penalties that came down years ago as opposed to, well, now it's okay. So, but anyways, going back. So, so yeah. all that happened. And then, of course, the conversation started happening, I guess, uh, at, at a yeah, so tailgate. It wasn't a Bergang tailgate. It was a it was a Slack discussion. And it was right after uh, um, uh, early signing period opened up, right? And that this is really the first time that NIL has had right, wrong, or indifferent, right? Because there's there's the NCAA has some pretty pretty strict rules when it comes to uh, uh, NIL in particular. Like I think they just released a memo today talking that like NIL, like NIL groups or third third parties uh, cannot interact with prospective student athletes. Period. Dot. That is super illegal. Um, but you know there's. You, you see some of these organizations that are standing up. Um, I know uh, the Horns for Heart, which is an NIO collective that's tied to uh, University of Texas at Austin, um, uh, which was advertising that they were giving uh, basically like $50,000 a year uh, stipend to the uh, O-line at, at UT Austin. That's that's a huge like holy crap hearing that um smu which is really where the conversation kind of uh was we were talking about was they had and we're still not 100 sure there's been a lot of rumor um again this is all zeitgeist and speculation that pony it's called pony sports dtx or, or pony up pony up like they were advertising uh, essentially, ten grand uh, per athlete for a year for ten months or something like that, and we're we're not necessarily sure if it's if it was legit or not, but it was it was legit enough for people to like, hey, take notice of that, and like that's that's a huge that's a huge advertisement to be like, yeah, like this is really, like we're this is what we're doing. Here's the people that we've signed with, you know, and we were sitting there, and J- Coach Trailer had just gone on. Uh, you know, I think it was one of the press conference after after every, the kind of dust settled, and he was like, "Yeah, he's like, you know, the city needs to stand up, and they need to like this is you know, seventh largest city in the United States. Um, this is this is kind of the new, uh, this is the new you know, playing field that we're on when it comes to NIL. This is going to be the determ- determining factor for some of these players because there's some life changing money that people that some of these young young athletes are, are getting right. So like. Oh man, I forgot the one in Tennessee, but I'm not sure how how legit this one is or not. But like, it's very publicized right now that there's a quarterback who is a prospective athlete for uh, Tennessee, and I may be completely wrong on this, and I'll I'll double check on the the uh, the Google, the Google machine here in a minute. But like, we, definitively, like this guy is getting like eight million for going to you know eight million dollars, a essentially. 17 18 year old being provided this life-changing amount of money to you know tied to work with a nil collective that is uh that's su- direct that supports um university of tennessee 
That's crazy. So I mean, that's like, it, it, I mean, it really that's, is. It's a contract in, in the NFL. <laughs> it, you know? it, it is. But I mean, man, so we're, we're sitting there having these conversations about who, who is going to step up and do it in the city, you know, you know, we, you know, kind of, kind of the frustration, the lamentation of here, here we are, you know, like who's going to, who's going to do it. And I, I kind of have jokingly was like, Hey, you know, maybe we should, maybe we should sponsor a couple athletes, have an official, uh, tailgate, a tailgate athlete. And everyone kind of laughed or whatever. And then like, you know, five minutes goes by and it's kind of a, uh, Oh, Hey, that that's actually a good idea. How do we do this? And then uh, <laughs> I was actually up with my wife's best friend helping her uh, buy a car. And like as she's sitting there talking, I like kind of got like totally sucked into the phone, just like looking up the different laws and stuff and like figuring it out. And like just having this conversation back and forth with a couple uh, people, uh, Jared Kalmus uh, from Alamodome Audible in particular, uh, Matthew Vincent, who's one of the guys, he's our uh, director for social media. Um, Aaron Livingston, who's also tied to Almodome Audible, Burke Frey, who does some stuff with uh, Bird, um, the uh, UTSA rival site, uh, uh, Birds Up, um, Javi Cardenas, who's also tied to that, and uh, a couple other cats and dogs. And we just kind of all sat, figured it out, had to meet after uh, probably that Sunday, we had a business plan uh, set up and then kind of advertised, hey, who in this wants to have this conversation and be part of this. And then we kind of went from there uh, in about six weeks. We got it, uh, got it off the ground, but that's, that's where it came from. And it came from this drive of trying to one, it's three lines of effort. One is try to give fans an opportunity or alumni people in San Antonio to provide, you know, uh, support us and, 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 developing our own uh, NIL deals because we're a we're, we're we are a not-for-profit we're in the process of doing our 501c3 hopefully we hear back something back here in the next few months from the uh, from the IRS on that uh, front um, because one none of the money that that we're collecting uh, is going to us uh, and then the other two pieces are we're looking for businesses to essentially we're the lobby if you will for people to go and engage with student athletes and and work with them uh and then the well, third and I'm, is and i'm glad you point that out because yeah. i think where some of the casual fans i think get misled a little bit is that they hear about nil or they just hear that athlete that student athletes are getting paid mm -hmm. and what they think of is the schools are paying them and and that's that's incorrect. They're not like a well. I think it's incorrect. If my understanding is is correct, is that the the school isn't paying the athlete these deals. I guess I mean they they pay stipends, right? They provide meals, they provide scholarship, but they're not. It, it's not the idea of the school. Oh, here's you know a fifty thousand dollar deal to come play football. It's not that. And I think that's where people get confused, right? Right. So, case. Of so the, the school provides scholarships, right? And there is a disparity between the amount of scholarships that the school is able to provide versus the amount of players that are on an individual team. For example, uh, on giving day, like, you know, we were, we, we set aside kind of, because we do our own kind of fundraising, but we set aside to support giving day and we raised somewhere, uh, I want to say it was just shy of $2,400, uh, going towards the uh, Larry Coker athletic or sorry, the Larry Coker um, fund for it's a, it's a scholarship for a walk-on player. All right. So that walk-on player has student loans. They're, they're taking care of, you know, you know, like anybody else trying to do the, trying to essentially do a full-time job of, being a student athlete, going to school, which is also a full-time job in itself and trying to find money on the side. So like Luke Malone, right? Luke Malone is uh, kind of the darling pitcher right now for UTSA. And I'm pretty sure he's not on scholarship right now. And like uh, he, he, and like in some of our conversations that we've had with him, like we know that he was like doing DoorDash and stuff to um, kind of, kind of make some money on the side. And like, man, you want to talk about anybody who's like taking advantage of that. Like, like, and that's, that's great that he's, He's able to get the deals that he's able to get, and because again, he's on scholarship. He that that money is going right to him. Um, but even then, even if they are on scholarship, um, 
scholarships only pay for your, you know, your tuition and your uh, maybe room and board. Like I was, like I was on scholarship uh, going through UTSA, but I was uh, I was tied to ROTC, and uh, the Air Force is only paying for my tuition, tuition and fees, right? Um. I know that I think what a scholarship for UTSA costs somewhere between twenty to twenty-five thousand uh, dollars, but that's not that still doesn't pay for you know that there is no stipend tied to that. There, there, let me rephrase. There's there's no like it's it's kind of bare bones. So like some of these guys like they have families. Um, I'm not gonna misquote somebody's name here, but I know like some of the alignment like they got they have kids. Um, I think. I think but since Jim McCormick has like a has like a little girl or whatever because I remember like seeing seeing her out there like her and him and stuff and it's like that money goes to support families like and, and it's just beyond just that or some of these guys like hey maybe they're sending sending money home like these are it it provides a financial opportunity that really before Austin versus NCAA like was kind of this like backhanded under the table like here it is super shady kind of thing. And now it's, it's providing the, these opportunities, like not just to, you know, your superstars, but to, to your non-revenue athletes as well. Like it, it opens up a apparatus and an ability to, you know, for these, for these guys to make, make a living at least for the couple of years that they're, they're in school. But just but just to clear it up, like for some people that may think otherwise, it's not like the school. So let's let's yeah. take a big school in our region, right? Let's say UT, UT Austin, UT Austin. It, it's not like <laughs> UT Austin is out there, you know, trying to sign a recruit to a a two year, you know, five million dollar deal. It's not like that is happening. And the reason I bring that up is because I know before. That's what some people thought, like when they thought, oh, college athletes are going to get paid. Like, oh, well, then these bigger schools, they're just going to no. have all these deals and set aside. It's not technically that. Now, that's not to say that there's not a disparity between like the the larger schools and the smaller schools. I'm not saying that, but it's not directly like, oh, here, the school's paying this athlete 50000 just to play right. football. Not scholarship related. That's that's different. But just like, oh, oh, you're playing, you're, you're coming to UT to play football. Like here's 50 grand. Like on top of the scholarship you're already getting, right? It's not like right. that. Yeah. So let me. So kind of let me explain on that a little bit too. So like the schools can have zero um, influence over the NIL deals that uh, that people enter into. So like we or that they're they're athletes into any of them, and that's uh, and that's kind of tied also to Texas law that uh, it's it, your your um your the uh, the institutions can't can't coordinate that stuff. They now, now what they can do is like, there's a, there's a couple uh, universities that have like a, um, basically you go online, you click an athlete's name and it has all their information. UTSA has, has something, something that, like that, uh, where ba- there, the student athletes basically t- say, Hey, I'd like to look for NIL deals. And you can kind of, you can go search, uh, search on go UTSA. Um, it's essentially contact information that uh or, or a marketplace if you will that has that information utsa doesn't necessarily have the marketplace like there are some that have the your bigger power five schools do have a marketplace where you can go and there's athlete x y and z right like and you can go and get all their information and then contact them independently and that's as far as really the university can go with that because then you're starting to cross those legal lines and that could affect the uh, the ability, the, uh, the university's ability to participate in sports, but right. where the, where the Delta is, is <laughs> UT Austin has all the money in the world under sitting under uh, the Capitol, right? Like, like, right. Well, and then you're talking like, about different, yeah, uh, it's more years of donors, bigger donors. That's, right? And that's what it is. It's boosters. It's, it's, it's alumni who, you know, grandpappy, you know, went to UT in 1880, uh, and I'm the, you know, I'm fourth, fifth generation going to this school. I've got, you know, all, the, all the sweet oil money or, uh, you know, you know, whatever, you know, tech money that, that I, you know, I really want to support this. So I'm going to stand this up. And that's, that's really what it is. And you're talking some significant money that's, that's kind of moving and stuff. And, and it's, and that's kind of, and that's the difference, right? Where 
UTSA is up and coming. Um, man, I forget the I forget the stats. I hear it all the time. Like like the the alumni base is something what like the average age is uh, somewhere between thirty or four, or forty five years old. So yeah, it's, we talked it's about super that. Super young. I don't remember if it was when I had the uh, Jared and Adrian on my podcast or if it was when I was on theirs. But we talked about that. How the average age of like you said that the donors or the alumni for UTSA is so much younger than a school like Texas A and M. Or UT Austin, yeah, and 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 I think that's where you're going to see a big difference. What I think is also interesting, though, and it's another conversation that the guys and I had too, was the I wouldn't say unique. There's some group of five schools in a similar situation, but we're a group of five school in a large city. Now, I'll, you know, that's with the fact that San Antonio is also one of the poorest large cities in the country. But it's still a group of five school in the seventh largest city in the country. And so I think it puts us at a little higher advantage or at least gives us a higher advantage of opportunity. Now, will it happen? We don't know. Businesses have to step up. Small businesses need to step up. But I think it puts us – it gives us that 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 advantage over a school like Texas State, right? Well, I'll just pick our rivals to, and I'll pick on them because they're also a group of five school. They've been around longer. But they're in San Marcos and, you know, I mean, just geographically and, and, you know, population speaking, we have more businesses here. We have small, more small businesses. We have more large businesses. We have more people here in San Antonio than San Marcos has. And so I think that puts, that gives the opportunity at least to a school like UTSA. Obviously they need, they need to be successful on, on the football field or the basketball court or the softball pitch, but like they need to, they, they need to have, the success, but they at least have the opportunity with those businesses and the amount of people here in San Antonio. Don't you think? Yeah. So, oh my God. I think that's also like, if you look at like, everyone talks about like the growth that people are expecting out of UTSA. Like uh, I was just listening to uh, underdog dynasties podcast uh, talking about, it was like, they were talking about uh, WKU over this next year. And they had a little snippet in there about, you know, where UTSA is going. I think at the athletic just did a uh, article on, UTSA and everybody talks about the potential that the city has. Uh, so like a lot of people, um, I was a growing up, I was a military brat. My dad ended up in San Antonio in 2001 and retired in 2004 when they tried to send him to the Pentagon and back up North and he, uh, hates snow. So he just, uh, he, uh, he elected to retire. Um, but my family and growing up, like it, my family's from Huntington, West Virginia, uh, for lack of a, for, for lack of a better term. Um, and so that's, that's Marshall university. Like I grew up following Chad Pennington, Randy Moss, um, like, and you go back to Huntington and that city is, it, it reminds me a lot of like living in Del Rio, Del Rio, everybody was about the Rams and the Queens. And you go to Huntington, everybody is about the herd. Granted the herd and the city are trauma bonded because of the crash. Um, and ironically, I actually had an uncle who was supposed to be on that flight and he got sick and they did not go, um, neither here nor there, but the problem with Marshall, and I'm probably going to get, if my, any of my family members hear this, I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going, they're going to, I'm going to get, uh, cut out of the will, but Huntington is, is stagnated, uh, I just went through there on the way up because I went and saw my grandparents. But before before that last year, kind of driving through the city and stuff, it's it's sad. It's there is no future there unless something changes. Um, granted, there's a whole conversation about coal, but there's really nothing there. And granted, Marshall, what's what's crazy is Marshall and UCF both uh, left the both entered the MAC and left the MAC for Conference USA at the same time. And my God, the trajectory that both schools are on is completely different. But if you if you look at if you put Marshall into a if Marshall was sitting in Cincinnati, or if Marshall was transplanted and all of a sudden ended up in San Antonio and that was the team, like the possibilities are endless. The problem that we deal with in San Antonio is it's the generations of 
alumni from UT Austin, Texas A&M or Texas Tech, like one of my really good friends, like she went to Texas Tech uh, and her mom made a comment about me going to UTSA of why does he want to go to a community college? Why does he go to a real school? And she was a she was a tech grad. Maybe it was her dad. Anyway, neither here nor there. Um, but that's that's something that, you know, this this the city has dealt with. When did you graduate from UTSA? 2015. Okay, so I graduated in 2012. And in 2008, my first fall semester, my fall semester, everybody that I talked to, yeah, we're just waiting to go up to, they were all in cap. They were all waiting to go to UT. My ex-girlfriend ended up, uh, she she left. She went to Texas State, n- neither here nor there, God bless her. Um, but that's what everybody was doing. And then all of a sudden, you know, I, hell, I was, I was looking at it for a split second and Larry Coker gets announced and all of a sudden we're a real school because we have football that's coming. And then that's kind of what what led to, you know, 56,743 people showing up at the Alamo Dome on the 3rd of September in 2011. It's that every, the people want, want the city wants to see the team. The city wants to come around the team. The problem, the challenge that the, the and it's that potential is there. It, we are seeing the tip of the iceberg of what the what the, the city of San Antonio can do in terms of support and god forbid you know if the dirty rumors are are true about like the spurs flirting with austin and Frostbank kind of doing the doing the back and forth there utsa could potentially be the only game in town here in the next you know five to ten years god i hope to god that doesn't happen um and i will never go back to the city of austin ever again um but yeah the the amount of the opportunity we, is there yeah, for sure. We we can go so far. I, I I really I really do believe in that, and I think the thing we can't control is the the time it's going to take to get an older uh, donor base, you know, alumni base. Right. That's gonna that's something we can't control, and that's just going to take time. But if you add that over time, over the next 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 plus years, you're going to add that plus the potential of being a top 10 city in terms of population, like you're going to add that together and and it's yeah. going to give UTSA a leg up as opposed to schools like Texas state, or maybe even like a school like Marshall that has a longer history. Um, because then at that point, UTSA will have the history plus the backing of a large city. And you're absolutely right. Whether or not the Spurs move and that's a, uh, that's a podcast I, I'm looking to do very <laughs> shortly, but whether or not they move and I don't think they are, it doesn't matter. There's no, no real other football game in town, like premier premier, you know, obviously that, you know, UA, UIW had a great season, but it's just a different conversation. Yeah. Hey, San Antonio um, saints. <laughs> right. Well, and, and, and you know, what's crazy is when we had the commanders for that one season recently, right. Yeah. Uh, I think we had the largest attendance and, and it just goes to show you like San Antonio will, they will show up to like watch some football, man. Yeah. They really will. And and then you saw that when you saw the attendance grow every single home game this season. But it's not even just tied to it's not alumni, right? It's it's the city itself. It's the population. Exactly. Like um like God, do you think everybody who supports the University of Alabama in Alabama actually went to Alabama? No. <laughs> exactly. But um you know if you can get more businesses to, and again, that's where kind of where we're trying to affect, you know, affect ourselves as, as this lobby is going essentially, we were a couple, you know, unsuccessful, but I mean, we, we got some people who at least talking to us going door to door to different businesses who don't have any tie to U- UTSA, but they're San Antonio based. And it's like, Hey, do you know what NIL is? And granted the question we got their appeals about this whole, well, what money do you want from us? And it's like, no, 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 no money. Like, listen, check it out. This is, this is what this is. You need to look into it. I mean, that's, that's the that's the golden goose right there is getting help big businesses small businesses god i would love to see las palapas or taco cabana like step up and uh you know do some nil deals with i'm waiting for the h-e-b athletes. commercial man like i know h-e-b Ooh. is in other large markets but yeah. like come on 
Come on. Like, you, I need to see some UTSA athletes on an HEB commercial. That's the thing. Like, we we always look for – well, I say we, but, like, Spurs fans, I guess, that are here yeah. in San Antonio, grew up here like us. Like, we look forward to – man, I, I can't wait. You know, when we had LaMarcus Aldridge, when he was new, right, to the Spurs years ago. Like, we're uh-huh. like, oh, I can't wait to see him on, a, on an HEB commercial. Oh, Patty Mills. Like, you know, we'd, we'd get these newer uh, players on the Spurs, and, like, we can't wait for the HEB commercial. Man, I mean, like, the, wild, uh, the Coyote has his own deals, man. Like <laughs> – <laughs> like I can't wait to see like Rowdy too. I mean, I mean, just like Rowdy and some athletes, right? Rowdy and and Frank Harris, like just to see them. But but th- those are some examples, right? Yeah, it's like that. Not just the car dealerships, and obviously, and Sierra has done an awesome job, uh, Red McCombs. But but to see like the HEBs, the Waterburgers, and and again, I know they're in other markets, and then fine, they can do their own NIL deals over there well, too. But I it's like say, right here in uh, San Antonio. Hold on, let me pull up our tracker real quick. Uh, RunnersRisingProject.org. If any of y'all are uh, interested in checking it out, we have a tracker that at least we have we have we've sat and scoured the internet because sometimes we have nothing else better to do. Uh, to see who who's signing deals with athletes, and if we're, I'm looking at the tracker right now, if I can find it, man, all right. And I'm glad that that you you guys put that together, you know, for people oh, to yeah. see because people are interested, you know, and not only people are interested. By the I way, know, that's all. That's all. Jared's. This is like he's the one who's put this together. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. We've just fed him the information. We've been talking about it since uh, January, and like to see it finally like alive and and working. It's fantastic. But what's going to be great is when the prospective athletes see that too. I think at least because it's like, oh, shoot, here's an example of some of these athletes. Like no one had to no one had to tell me that. Like I'm going to I might see this if I'm a junior considering my options or whatever. And I'm thinking UTSA and I come across this page that shows me the different examples of how other athletes that have gotten paid. It's like, oh, shoot. Well, maybe maybe there's a chance for me, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's not even just this perspective of student athletes. It's the business community in San Antonio, too. It's individuals in San Antonio to see, hey, this is what this is. These are the businesses. This is this. This is tangible. I now know what this is. Um, and so back to the businesses. Uh, Church's Chicken. Uh, they did in, in November. They did one with uh, Skylar Embry from uh, volleyball and then Jacob Germany from basketball. So I mean, there's your San, you know, your your bigger San Antonio based businesses. I think they're based in San Antonio, right? Anyway, who are doing uh, <laughs> who are doing stuff with um, with student athletes? But, well, I know we're I know we're kind of thirty minutes into this already, but like, kind of yeah. I- I- explain now. How does Runners Rising come into the picture? I mean, how what what do they do for the student athlete? What kind of service is that providing? Right. So kind of what I was talking about earlier is it's three lines of effort. One is we're pushing. We we push to try to get people to donate to us, and then again, and in turn, we're we're turning that money back over to the student athletes in our own uh, NIL deals. Usually, what that that looks like is uh, official athletes that we do kind of on a on a month to month basis. We usually we tr- we're, uh, we have a a goal to sponsor as many female athletes as we do male athletes. Uh, I think we're short by two on that right now with uh, uh, male athletes kind of taking the lead on there. Um, and then, you know, that's, that's, that they essentially function as brand ambassadors for us. Uh, they may provide a appearance. So that that'll be a question and answer session that's available to some of our donors in the uh, booster tier and above, uh, who can ask, uh, who can ask questions uh, a lot, um, in real time to some of these athletes, uh, that may be tweets out for us or like a social media takeover. And then like, we're, we're still talking, I a, a running joke is I still want Maddie uh, to go skydiving with one of these guys eventually, and get that uh, get that on camera. But um, if I keep speaking it into existence, it's going to happen. Um, we have we have plans. Granted, granted, a lot of it right now is it's it's funded out of our own pockets. Um, we do have a little. We we do have a good a good group that have been providing us month, uh, money on a monthly basis. Uh, and that's gone to, I think we're sitting north of, uh, I think we're 11 or 12 deals so far. Um, but we have plans. Like if, if we get to a certain point, like what we want to do is we want to have like some athletes that are, uh, on essentially on stipend with us that function as like a senior brand ambassador. So basically what that would look like is someone who I, who, who best matches our core values, which are leadership, integrity, uh, action, community, and um, inclusivity, and if 
if we have somebody who it's like, hey, you know what? Like, we really like what they're doing in the community. We really like uh, kind of who more than likely play somebody we've worked with before. This is the person that we want to give, you know, a $500, $500 a month or, or however that looks kind of kind of on the small and then and expand out as we get it. But really the other two pieces is we're in the process of we've got some partnerships that we're, we're not ready to announce yet, but um, we're looking at a fine, like, like essentially financial education, stuff like that. Um, the big thing is we're looking for mentors and, and really what I, what I mean by that is like going through my air force career and I've been in for 10 years. Like I did not get here overnight. Like I have a series of people who have helped me for better, for, you know, for better, for worse, uh, to get to kind of seen a, seen a little bit of success that I have and people I can still reach to for questions. Right. Um, in that same in that same piece, like we have a we have a wall of donors that or sorry not donors of mentors who have who are basically available to offer up their like hey pick our brains about about what you about about whatever you want so like I'm on there for the military side one of my former commanders he's on there because um, he he flies uh, we have a couple individuals who are tied to. Uh, uh, who work for USAA, right? Like there's, they're just providing like that. Hey, like once and, and I mean, an athlete's time ends at some point at UTSA and not all, not everybody's going pro. So well, hell, even the ones that are going pro, we have Darvion Williams who's signed on as one of our uh, mentors. But like, if we can, you know, begin to help people network and provide this, like, Hey, what did you do in this situation? How did you interview? You know, I'm interested in uh, in cybersecurity. Where do I, you know, where do where do I go for this? Things like that. Like we can provide that and 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 develop and, and enable people or empower. Really, um, like that's what we want to do. And then the and then the third piece is again going around and trying to get businesses. Like it's not it's not going to be us, right? Like look, we all have day jobs. None of us are sitting uh, in the group with with a lot of money. I think somebody sold a house. So, I mean, that person has money, but, um, if we can get more people to sign on, like it's going to take the community, like our, our big piece of what we're pushing is it's like, we want San Antonio to be the leader in community driven NIL opportunities. And it starts with somebody standing up and going, Hey, runners rising. We want to take that uh, mantle. And we want to, you know, we, we want to take you up on that challenge. We want to, we want to sponsor uh, athlete X, Y, you know, and, and go from there. And here's another thing too. Everything that we do provide completely free. We, it doesn't matter. Like what we, we have, sure we have our brand ambassadors with the official athletes and the, and the rising leaders eventually, if we ever get to that point, but we're, we're open to any student athlete who wants to engage with us, uh, to, to work with us. Now, what would you say is like the ideal, you know, you talked about how you kind of have this business model and I'm sure You've had ideas just <laughs> if you have that entrepreneur mindset, which it sounds like you do, you probably have all these all kinds of ideas. But, you know, what is the ideal pipeline for for business for you, like in terms of helping facilitate an NIL deal deal for a student athlete? Like, you know, are you reaching out to these athletes? Are they reaching out to you? Like, again, not right now, but what is the ideal framework for Runners Rising in the future? Like, are you going to have athletes reaching out to you? You reaching out to them? Like, how is how do you want that to work? Stay tuned on that. Uh, we're <laughs> we're working some stuff in, in the background, uh, so hopefully in the next uh, couple months we'll be able to. I envision something that would be similar to essentially what I would, what I what we we jokingly call an IL tender, where a business comes in, they swipe left, athlete swipes right, you know. <laughs> Um, and that's how you get people to, uh, to, to reach out and, and make things happen. But that's, that's kind of where, where we want, uh, runners rising to be this kind of the, the hub and where everybody comes to in San Antonio when you talk about NIL and the mentorship and the empowerment of our student athletes, because like, look, like there's only so much the university can do. Got it. By law. However, you if you feel that that's right, if that's wrong, whatever. Now, where we need to step up and kind of where, where San Antonio needs to step up is like, hey, like, come sit and talk to us. We will, like, I'll talk your ear off about NIL. 
Um, we will help you. Like we had, um, not sure if they've announced it yet, but uh, we we had a podcast reach out to us, and they're looking to enter into a couple uh, deals with some of the baseball players. And they like, hey, can you can you help us? Like, how do we like? Do you have a template for like doing a contract? And we we shot it to them. And it's like, hey, here's this. This is everything that you're looking for. Do you have any other questions? Nope. Perfect. But but really, that's that's yeah, kind of boiling it down. We just want to be that hub where it's both businesses and athletes come to our page and we essentially, because you can't act as agents, right? We can advise and be like, Hey, we really think this person, you know, based off of our own proprietary data, which, which we have, um, off of, you know, we think that this person would be really good for, for this business, but people just gotta, people just gotta ask and we'll, we'll, we'll do what we can to make sure that that's, that that stuff's being, uh, facilitated. I just picture you or maybe you and Jared and Maddie or like, or, or whoever just putting on like a, like a seminar for a bunch of, uh, execs from like HEB, Whataburger, Valero, you know, new star, like renting out a room and giving this big seminar and NIL do- deals for them. So they understand like, and how it can, you know, benefit them. Like, yes, I feel like those are some of the things that like, and I'm sure you, you you've already thought about that, but, and I'm sure in a lot of places that's already being done, but I feel like that's what they need. Cause I, I, I think of, obviously they have a lot of responsibility. These executives or whoever's in charge of that, the marketing department, advertising department at these big, large businesses, like they don't some I'm sure they don't know how fully know or understand how NIL works or what opportunities lie out there for them to partner up with these athletes, but they need to know. <laughs> yeah. And again, that's like really it's grassroots, right? It's us going on all these different podcasts. Um, shoot, I've got another one tomorrow and it's just trying to get the name, get, get the word out there for people to, to email us and talk and, and get out in front of it. Like there's, we, we do have some plans in the works, I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't want to speak too too far ahead of what we're trying to do. But like that is something that is in the realm of like, hey, be it small businesses or larger businesses. Like, hi, this is who we are. This is why it all matters to you. Like that. That is something that is in in the works. Absolutely. Well, you know, kind of wrapping up this conversation, Eddie. You know, how else, if you can think of any ways, can the community, can alumni? Can students, whoever, whoever may be us that are out there that just just want to support, like how can we? So if you want to support, it's super easy. The easiest way is to retweet us, right? Retweet us, get our name out there, tell, you know, go down to your, uh, your, you know, you know, your favorite uh, taqueria or whatever your favorite business in San Antonio. It's like, hey, you all should go. You guys need to sponsor a UTSA student athlete, right? Here, go to Runners Rising. They'll tell you about it. Um, that's that that word of mouth is super important to us right now. But if you want to get a little bit more involved, like we're always looking for volunteers. Uh, one thing that we're looking for is we we still don't have like it's it's a bunch of dudes. We're still waiting for our our first uh, female volunteer to kind of step up and kind of help us. We're looking specifically for people in content development. That's probably our biggest piece, and then business outreach are probably the two largest uh, largest lines of effort that we're looking for. And then if you if you want to, and then if you want to function as a mentor, right? go to our website hey like a lot a lot of it right now is business is finance cyber air force and uh and some nonprofit uh, stuff uh, i know jarvion williams has some he he's doing a lot of not stuff on the nonprofit space on the side of uh, also being a coach um and like if you if you have a unique background hey come to us, let us know. We'll put you out there and we'll try to get you in touch with uh, some uh, athletes who are interested. We have at least one athlete who we've, uh, we've at least linked up with a couple people. So we're super excited about that. And then finally, uh, if you if you feel like you, uh, you're, you want to support us financially, Hey, we're always looking for uh, people to, uh, donate to us to uh, continue to help us, uh, run, run this and try to elevate, uh, what UTSA is doing. Again, this is a whole new ball game and, yeah, we are a small, we're a small school, but we've got a massive community and a community who cares, you know, sitting in the Alamo Dome with, you know, 41,000 people and seeing all the lights uh, for the fourth quarter versus WKU was super cool. And uh, like, yeah, like 
the future is like very who would bright. who wouldn't want to be a part of that no <laughs> i know i know if you're a business here in san antonio like who would not want to be a part of that that's that's all i think of <laughs> but but even then right like that's that's one sport right we're we're supporting non-revenue sports again any anything helps if it's 100 to 150 bucks like for for an interview you know you, you know you know have have some people show up at a uh, at a tailgate like that's there's there's so many ways that you know we can again as a community come together support utsa and again make us that leader and community driven nil set the standard for the rest of the country well you mentioned earlier that uh that at the very least we could you know retweet share share posts like that so speaking of you know where can the listeners find you on social media um how can they keep up um and keep updated yeah of course so on everything we are at uh so that's twitter facebook uh, Instagram and uh, TikTok that still needs uh, some stuff on it. We are at uh, runners underscore rising. And then our uh, website is runnersrisingproject.org. So that is Sounds you, good. Yeah. But uh, again, we're any help we can get. We'd love it. Definitely. We got to get the word out there. But Eddie, I appreciate you joining me on SA Talk. Really enjoyed our conversation. Um, you know, just learning about NIL or for the listeners to learn about NIL. I know for me as, you know, as the last couple of years, just kind of looking into it, learning more myself, understanding, I, I still don't think I fully understand it, but I understand the gist at least yeah, <laughs> and how it applies. And I, and I think it's really important that we have these conversations, but, but thank you, Eddie. I really appreciate you. Yeah, joining Zach, on the podcast. Thank you for, yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you, man. All right. See you soon. Yep. See ya. That's going to wrap up my interview with Eddie Benningfield, the executive director and co-founder of Runners Rising, the first NIL collective supporting UTSA athletes, and thus wrapping up another episode of SA Talk. Thank you to everyone who supports the podcast. Thank you to all the day one listeners. People have been listening for a couple of years now. We're coming up on the two-year anniversary of starting SA Talk. I know I can't believe it. If you've been listening that long, I'm sure you can't believe it. Really excited to keep this podcast going. I love all the amazing people that I've been able to meet, the opportunities that have come up because of this podcast, being in leadership cohorts like NLC, Leadership SAISD, and the multiple speaking engagements that I've been invited to at schools just because I podcast. It's just been a lot of fun. Um, I'll probably try to do something special for the two-year anniversary. I'm not too sure just because I get a little busy uh, during the week, of course. Uh, but again, thank you to everyone who's listening. If you're a new listener, I hope you enjoyed this interview. Definitely go back and check the other amazing interviews that I've been able to put on this platform. Also, if you haven't had the chance already, give a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen. If it lets you give a rate and review, definitely do that for the podcast. If you want to keep up with the podcast, you can do so on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SAPod Network. Lastly, if you or any business owners you know are looking to advertise with this podcast, you can reach out to me directly at Zachary, at Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y, at sapodnetwork.com. Thank you all again. Have a wonderful week. See you again in a couple of weeks, and viva San Antonio.